jumper on the way. Good! Tyus Battle nails the three! Dungy leaps and into the end zone for Dungy. A touchdown! If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Powered for Dungy! Soaring through the air! High flying Slovakian! Screen pass here, he'll get one. And he stays alive and he's got room to the 10. One man to beat, he'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse! And for Syracuse, party time. The upset pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration, step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Friday edition, a game day edition of Orange Nation. 315-437-7644. If you'd like to check in senior night inside the Dome, we'll have Jake Lorem from the Louisville Courier Journal. He'll join us at 1230 as we preview Syracuse and Louisville. We were looking at this before the show, Seth. Uh, the Orange has a chance tonight to finish with a perfect record at home for just the fourth time in the history of the Carrier Dome. 87, of course, when they Obviously. went undefeated. The following year, they went unbeaten at home as well. And then 2001, everything goes back to 2001 as the yeah. last time Syracuse football was really good. It's happened three times. This group has a chance to finish a perfect 6-0 and inside the Dome, a chance to move to 8-2, and a chance to move one step closer to a major bowl bid, and possibly a chance at ESPN Game Day next week. And a, and a shot of taking down mighty Notre Dame. Everything is on the table for this team right now. Yeah, and, and you said an eight-win season. Uh, you know, you, you didn't say it, but an eight-win regular season, should they win tonight? That, that hasn't happened. That, that has not happened since, since 2001. O- they, since they've o- gotten two eight-wins. They did it with Doug Marone getting to the pinstripe ball at 7-5 and five, and then winning and getting to eight wins. But, uh, I, I think I, Steve, I think as you would agree, there's a difference getting to eight wins in the regular season and getting to eight wins with that ball game. And you've still got two games left. And right. it, it brings me back to, to what I wanted to start the show with, and that is a game that took place last night, and I'm not sure how many people outside of the state of North Carolina even knew it was taking place, cared that it was taking place, but NC State played host to Wake Forest, and I had the game on in the office at News Channel 9. I was just kind of casually watching, and NC State just could not pull away, and, and, and they just they, they didn't play well, they weren't crisp, they weren't efficient, and Wake was just kind of hanging around, and I just kind of felt to myself, you know, all right, there's no chance Wake's winning this game. NC State will find a way. They're up by 10 in the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden, they hit a, a touchdown pass to Greg Dortch with about six minutes to go. They pull within three. Then NC State puts together this drive. They get into uh, close to the red zone. They have uh, fourth down. Instead of kicking the field goal with about just over two minutes to go, they decide to go for it. Ryan Finley throws an incomplete pass. Now Wake Forest all of a sudden has the ball back down three. No timeouts, but plenty of time with which to work. Around two minutes, and they go down. They score the game-winning touchdown with, with under 30 seconds left. And as a result, NC State now suffers its third loss of the year. They've got a, a few games left. They've got uh, Louisville. They've got Eastern Carolina. And they've got North Carolina. And they've got North Carolina to close out the season. Most likely, they are going to win their last three. Well, and they should have won their—and they, you know, when, when you looked at it last week, they should have won their last four. True. Uh, but th- this, I, the game last night was the most 
That was the most questionable was the of most the four remaining. The, the, yes. the, you know, if you're talking about toss-up games, that one was closest to being a toss-up game. You know, they should beat Carolina. Certainly should beat Louisville. Certainly should beat East Carolina. In any event, they've got three losses now. And even if SU loses to Notre Dame, Syracuse would end up with three losses. Syracuse would be 9-3. and three. NC State would be 9-3. and three. They would have played head-to-head. Syracuse would have won that game. What I'm getting at here is that Syracuse is now all of a sudden that much more attractive to, I don't know, the Camping World Bowl down in Orlando. That's the bowl that gets the first pick after the, the New Year's Six. And we just were kind of resigned to the fact around here that if Syracuse lost to Notre Dame, and whether they beat BC or not, if they lost to Notre Dame, it felt like, all right, they're, they're just going to end up in the pinstripe bowl. And based on that outcome last night, I'm not so sure. Yeah, that changes a lot. It, it really does. And I, I don't know what the people in Orlando are thinking anyway. I don't know if they're saying, you know what, NC State's still a little bit closer. We would rather have NC State. Uh, you know, we, we would rather have a more established football brand than, than Syracuse is right now. Or if they're looking at Syracuse and saying the whole time, hey, that, that's a fun style. We would rather have them than NC State this whole entire time. And this whole argument is, is a moot point, and, and we're just doing it for fun. But yesterday and, and earlier this week, I thought, and I said on these radio airwaves, I thought that unless Syracuse ran the table, they were going to the pinstripe bowl. And, and after last night's game... I'm I'm not as sure that that's the case. I'm I'm really not because with NC State losing and I really thought they were going to win and I thought they were going to win their last four and they were going to go ten and two and I thought that if Syracuse was anything less than ten and two uh, that they would have gotten passed over. I I'm not sure that that's the case now. I th- I think that maybe if NC State and Syracuse finish with even records, I, I think that there's at least a chance that the Camping World Bowl picks. Uh, NC State. If I were betting on it, if I were you know putting money down, saying which bowl is Syracuse going to, I would probably still put money on the pinstripe bowl. But I, I think that door is open a lot wider today than it was yesterday. And I get the you know the whole geography thing, but it's not like Orlando is around the corner from Raleigh, North Carolina. No, and that's why I don't even use that as as the reasoning. I, I think that if you're looking at it, you're just like, well, NC State's been better for the last couple of years. Like their their fan base might be more willing to to be invested. If I'm the, the bowl committee, though, and I'm looking at this, and I see, all right, the, the tie-in is is ACC and Big 12, and you get a Syracuse team that scores 40-plus points per game, virtually anybody out of the Big 12 scores 40-plus points per game, you could have a very entertaining bowl game if you had Syracuse against a team out of the Big 12, and especially if it's a nine-win Syracuse team, if it's a, if it's a Syracuse team that you know, is in the top 20, NC State's going to take a tumble now, and if Syracuse loses to Notre Dame... They're not going to take a tumble. I mean, they're going to fall in the poll, but they're not. They'll, they'll probably, wouldn't you think? Especially if they can play, you know, competitive football next week, you would assume they would stay within the top twenty. And if they beat BC, who's another ranked opponent, they're they're going to hang in there. They're they going to be around Absolutely. like fifteenth in the country. So you're talking about roughly, let's say, number fifteen Syracuse against a team from the Big Twelve, and you know, the over under is going to be probably like West Virginia. Yeah, the over under is going to be like eighty five points for the game. You could have one <laughs> entertaining bowl game. Yeah, that would be so, a great game. That would be a lot of fun. And I get that that would have been a harder sell if NC State was ten and two, right? If if NC State really had, had ten wins, and again, you know, I know they want to sell tickets, and and NC State is closer, and and they've been better, and all all that stuff you mentioned is true. But now I think it's it's up in the air because if Syracuse can go at least nine and three, if they go ten and two, Syracuse is going to a New Year's Six bowl. Um, if they go nine and three, and that one loss the rest of the way is to Notre Dame, that means they would have beaten BC. They're nine and three. They would have beaten 
NC State, and they would have established themselves, quite frankly, as the second best team in the ACC this year, regardless of what Easy. happens in the coastal. Easy. Yes. If they finish the year nine and three with wins over Boston College and NC State, they are the second best team in in the ACC. Yeah. And losses I, I, to Clemson, think, Notre Dame, and then obviously and then the that, that unfortunate I, yeah, I double overtime loss I, to Pitt. I don't I don't think there's a question about that, and and I think that look in their in their own right, Syracuse is a very attractive team for that reason. Uh, they they are the second best team in the conference. They play a fun brand of football that, as you mentioned, pair them up against a Big Twelve team, and and you would have a great game. Um, but also. I think that, you know, and, and I know I just used this as a knock against them, but that there might be something to, hey, look at this team that's splashing on the national scene. And um, I, I know that that's not always a positive, and I don't necessarily think that it is, um, because I, I think that, you know, fan bases are a little less willing to to go and do and invest in year one. I think that we know that. We know that up here. You know, I, I know I used that argument for, for the Yankees. Uh, last season, when they were uh, the surprise team that came out of nowhere and made the wild card run, it was like, oh well, Yankee Stadium's still empty. Yeah, look at it. let's let's see what the attendance is next year. And sure enough, it sold out every time this summer. And I, I think that sports in general, you need that year buy-in. And so I, I think that bowl games are probably shying away from those teams. But at the same time, a, a Syracuse team that's ranked for the first time in nearly twenty years, Syracuse team that you can pull on on some of that history, and and you can pull those highlights out and say, hey, Dwight Freeney was the last time it was ranked. Hey, Donovan McNabb is the last time they were playing in a bowl game, you know, quote unquote, this big. Um, I, I think that some of that might play to certain bowls and and to certain places. You know, um, if we're talking about the B, the the BCS level bowls, the 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 New Year's Six. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if 20 years after they went to the Fiesta Bowl, they were back in the Fiesta Bowl? That would be very cool. You yes. know, wouldn't, wouldn't that be pretty cool? You know, wouldn't it be, and, and I know that this one can't really happen because of, of bowl game tie-ins, but uh, more or less 30 years after they played in the Sugar Bowl? Like, wouldn't it be pretty cool if they went to the Sugar Bowl? You know, and, and so I think in some of those regards that the history of the program can play in and, and the fact that you've had this drought, you know, it, it might play in a little bit. If you're a bowl game, you want the most intriguing matchup possible. Yes. And if you're looking at your options, and it's a Big 12 team, and let's say that it's West Virginia, and then you pick in between Syracuse and NC State, or BC for that matter. I think you also want Syracuse-West Virginia. Well, I was just going to say, you've got a compelling matchup, former Big East rivalry, that has history, Schwartzwalder Trophy and all that. Not that, again, on a national stage, people don't necessarily know about that, but it is a former Big East rivalry. You've got two exciting offenses— You've got you know the fastest offense in, in the country, arguably, in Syracuse. Um, you've got two dynamic quarterbacks. What do you have to sell if you're if it's NC State? I mean, you, you just sell the you fact the that Ryan Finley's going to the NFL, and I mean, and and what is 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 my point? I feel I like know. with Syracuse West Virginia, you you would be able to sell that game, and I think you'd have a high scoring game, very entertaining game. And the other thing, you know, if you're a bowl committee, you want the best team that you can get. I would think. Yes. And Syracuse beat NC State head-to-head, and they're a heck of a lot more fun to watch. And both teams played Clemson. Syracuse could have won, probably should have won, and NC State got drilled. I think, again, I'm not talking myself into this. The, the more that I look at, if if it's two 9-3 and three teams, and I realize that we're, we're placing some hypotheticals on this, you know, if this happens, if that happens, 
But, but if NC State to. wins out, and if Syracuse goes two and one, and I think that's conservative to some degree, because obviously if they went three and zero, oh, they're going to the New Year six. Now they could go one and two. They're not going to lose tonight. No, they're not losing tonight. But they're, they they're could go one, at least two. They could go one and two. Yes, I, I if they think go they one very and two, well could. they end up pinstripe. in the pinstripe. I, that is, I think, the the basement right now. If they go two and one, I think there's a strong chance they end up in Orlando. If they go three and zero, oh, you know, could be Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, and and as I as I said earlier, last night's NC State game really changed my mind about that because I I thought that they would beat Wake Forest, I thought they would beat UNC, I thought they would beat Louisville, and I thought they would beat ECU, and they would be ten and two, and and I I didn't think that this would be a discussion, and you know a ten and two NC State team is going to get in over a nine and three Syracuse team, and and. No matter how much more attractive Syracuse is, no matter the head-to-head record, no matter all those other factors, ten and two NC State is getting into a a better bowl game than nine and three Syracuse, and and so I didn't expect this to be a conversation, and and that's why I was so confident saying, hey, Syracuse is going to the Pinstripe Bowl, barring a a ten and two finish, barring a a three and zero finish to the year, they're going to the Pinstripe Bowl, and and I, that that could still be the case, but as you said, Steve, the the case to be made for them got a lot better. By NC State losing it, it took it took that out. Now the the other wrinkle that could get thrown in here is all of a sudden BC wins tonight or tomorrow night, right? That that's that yeah. is that is the other wrinkle that gets thrown in yeah, here, fair. and then and then that throws everything into chaos. That because is all, a big if because though. all of a sudden Clemson's not in the playoff. That's a big if, or probably not in the playoff. Clemson is playing. I don't think Clemson. If Clemson loses, I don't think Clemson's in the playoff. Well, if Clemson loses, Boston College is in the championship game. Right. Uh, Clemson would fall out of the top four. They wouldn't have the ACC title game to fall back on. I don't think Clemson's going to the playoff if they lose. I don't think Clemson's losing though. They've been so either. good. I think Syracuse got them at a good time. Obviously, they were in transition with their quarterbacks. I think it was Syracuse still was also in the, the wake up call. Yeah. Right. And and it seems like every national title team, maybe exception to Alabama, has a close game that you know they they survive. And then, you know, that fuels them the rest of the way. For Clemson, it was Syracuse. And I don't think they're losing to BC, but you're right. If BC were somehow able to win that game, then all bets are off and it changes everything. And then Clemson would most likely fall out of the top four, not be in the college football playoff, and there would be a trickle-down effect from there. But the way things stand right now, Clemson's going to the playoff. And I, I think Syracuse has a really good shot, even if they go 2-1, and one, really good shot of going somewhere other than the pinstripe ball based on that result last night. We do need to take our first time out. Full lines are open at 315-437-7644. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Live from Armory Square. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen Seth, back with you on a Friday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by the Bill Rapp Superstore at the corner of Thompson and Burnett in Syracuse or online at BillRapp.com. Jake Lorem from the Louisville Courier-Journal set to join us in about 10 minutes from now as we continue to break down Syracuse and Louisville tonight inside the Carrier Dome, 7 o'clock kick on ESPN2. And you look at what the Orange has done this year, Seth, after 3-9, and 4-8, and 4-8, and 4-8. and eight. They have a chance tonight, and they I say a chance, they should get to 8-2 and two tonight with two games left in the regular season and another game in the postseason. Dino and, will double his win total. Yeah, right. in a year. <laughs> you mentioned this before we came on the air, and you said that you know so often we talk about what it means to turn the corner here, and what the what the ceiling is here, what the ultimate goal is for Syracuse football, and we've talked so much about how Syracuse football the goal is, you know, win eight games every year, go to a bowl game, 
uh, year in and year out, or at least on a consistent basis. And then every once in a while, you know, if things fall into place, you're able to to you know go past that and get eight, nine, ten wins, whatever the case may be, and and have a special season. Um, have they skipped that middle part? Have they have they jumped to that to that yeah. special season, or you know, is that, there reason to believe that that maybe you know that that ultimate expectation maybe it can it, it can be, be it can be raised moving forward. Well, it's funny because that was my thought. My thought is that they skipped the plateau part and and they've just hit the high. And, and that you know this this is it's very possible that this is the best it is for the next four years. And and then you know uh, uh, Tommy DeVito his senior year or or you know when when DeVito and Abdul Adams and Tristan Jackson and and you know uh, some pieces are are in place as seniors. Then like you have another big push like this. Um, but think about it. Think about what happened this year. You have your senior quarterback. You have a really experienced offensive line, in, including a grad transfer in Coda Martin, uh, who started 13 games last year as a left tackle in the SEC. Uh, your your defense is is pretty strong, led by you know a senior on the defensive line in Chris Slayton. You've got um, Antoine Cordy in the defensive backfield. It's it's a relatively experienced uh, defensive backfield with with a couple juniors back there too. Um, your offense, obviously led by Eric Dungy, Dante Strickland, and Jamal Custis, three seniors. And oh, by the way, let's not deny this: the ACC is down this year, and you got Florida State on a on the second year of a downswing, and you got uh, you know Wake Forest on the road, and and you got Louisville coming to your building in in one of the worst years they've had in in what five, six, seven, eight years. It's been a while so, since they've been this bad. So you know you you look at a, a number of factors, and that's not to take anything away from Syracuse because. I think that Syracuse is significantly better than than they were last year, and and had they been the team they were last year, they probably don't take advantage of this to the fullest extent. Now, do they finish the year with six or seven wins? Maybe they do, but they're already at seven wins right now with three games left to play. So I, I don't think they would have taken advantage to it of it to the fullest extent, and and it just got me to thinking that. You know, maybe this is that year that things just went right, and all of a sudden we're talking about a special year, not just like a pretty good year. And yeah, ultimately you would love to see that the consistent year in and year out is being Clemson or being Florida State and and winning 10 games a year, spiking to 11 or 12 and and going to the college football playoff and all that stuff. Uh, but isn't it probably more realistic that your 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 baseline, your heart uh your your flat line so to speak is is like Eight wins and you're yeah. spike and and this year is that year that you're spiking up to where you're having a special year. Maybe you go to the Fiesta Bowl or the Orange Bowl. I agree with part of that. I disagree with part of it. The part I agree with is that yeah, I think the the fair baseline is. I think we you know we keep that expectation where it was. The you know win eight games and get to a bowl game year in and year out. That seems like a fair expectation. The part that I disagree with. And I'm not necessarily saying that you're saying this, but I think there is a belief that what is happening this year is the exception to the rule and that it might be another 15 years before we see something like this or no, another t- I, and yeah, I know you just I said, you that. said four yeah. and I and I know you said when Tommy DeVito's a senior so I you're not saying it but I I do think part of the fan base believes that what we're seeing this year is a I think this, I think the cycle is a lot quicker than that. I, right. I think that the cycle is okay. Maybe not every four years, but every five years that you can go to a major bowl that you could spike up. That that teams are going to have downturns and you're going to have an upturn. Like I, I think that's much. I think that this cycle 
more closely resembles the recruiting cycle and the lifespan of your of your recruiting class than it does, uh, you know, the 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 lifespan of and your I, college student. I think the idea is that you don't have to go every four years or five years, you know, before things like this happen. The idea is is that you recruit reinforcements behind the guys who are graduating, and that's building sure. up depth. And Dino Babers has talked about that since day one about building up the underbelly of the team and. You know, having some depth, which they they are they 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 have depth now. Just I mean, it's still not where they want it to be, but it's it's better than it was. Um, so I I don't necessarily agree that it's going to be four or five years. I I think with the nucleus that we see, and and the caveat here is is if Dino stays because Dino's got this thing going, and if you bring in a new head coach, you you don't know. I mean, Coach P had you know kind of leveled off at six and six and seven and five and six and six and then they got rid of him and you know greg robinson came in and the thing went downhill in a hurry so if you don't bring in the right coach things could go downhill in a hurry again and then you know you're you're set back 10 years um so the caveat here is that dino stays but if dino stays i don't know as if it necessarily matters if the rest of the acc is down are they going to lose some games like you know if florida state was florida state Okay, you know, or if if Louisville is the Louisville the last five years, you might have an extra loss or two. But what he has built here and building, I think they have the potential to be successful. Like as long as he's here, like he's yeah. There are so many young guys on the field right now. There's so many freshmen and sophomores contributing that yeah, I know that they're losing some key guys and they're they're going to be honored tonight. The Dungies and Stricklands and you know on down the list. But they've got a lot of freshmen and sophomores making an impact, and that's why. And that's why I think that this thing is going to be sustained. That's why I think that next year could be just as good, if not a little bit better. And I, I know that. So I know then that this year that, isn't a spike. Then, if, well, if they, well, I mean, then, it, it is from it, last year, but it, it's in a way it is, but in a way it's yeah, in a way it's not. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of this. But I don't I don't expect Syracuse even at their best. I don't expect Syracuse to be a nine ten win team every year. Fair. So I, and so I guess that's why I I had this thought because my 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 thought when I when it when it popped in yesterday it was every time we've had this conversation I was going back to the preseason every time we've had this conversation we said well if they could ever get to that time when they're a, a solid eight win team a year I and, guess the po- and and like is it possible that this year we just kind of jumped it. The part that I keep or coming back to, the eight, or is this going to be the eight-win season that spikes next year? The part that I come back to that I that I struggle with is the part where you know we say, and again, I'm not putting this on you, but when we say everything needs to break right, senior quarterback, experienced offensive line, the ACC has to be down, so on and so forth. Everything has to break right for them to get to ten wins. My point is, I'm not sure everything has to break right. I think Syracuse could just have a really good team, and it doesn't necessarily matter if the rest of the ACC is down. Yes, this year they they caught a break in that a lot of the teams were down. Moving forward though, I don't know as if they need everyone to be down in order to win games. I think they're good enough to win games on their own is my point, I guess. No, and, and that's a valid point, but don't, it, this is going to sound bad. Don't you think they needed it this year? Yes. because To some degree. <laughs> because to some, to some degree, degree yes. they did. Because, yeah. uh, like I said, they, they are a better team, but they were also able to take advantage of of teams not being good. No doubt. I mean, no, no doubt. They, I mean, the rest of the ACC was down. So yes, um, would they have gotten to a bowl? Yes, I, yeah, I think they, I think they would have gotten to a bowl. I predicted six wins before the season started. You know, now they're they're going to be at eight after tonight. We do need to take a timeout. We've got Jake Lorm from the Louisville Courier Journal set to join us next. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.